So, now the cancel culture wants to cancel Dr. Seuss? Really? If Dr. Seuss has to go then, well, what about the Democratic Party? Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another episode of the Did He Really Just Say That? episode of The Word of the Lord. As you have doubtless heard, the cancel culture is now coming for Dr. Seuss. That's right. The beloved children's books of the beloved Dr. Seuss are, we are suddenly being told, racist. That's right. Don't think the cat in the hat and the Grinch, not to mention the Sneetches, were and are anything but thoroughgoing racist. So, say the cancel culture hall monitors, it's time for Dr. Seuss to go. But wait, wait just a minute. Are the cancel culture hall monitors really serious about canceling racism? Well then, I have a question. When will they demand that the Democratic Party be canceled? If racism is the key to being canceled, it is apparently time for historical remembering for these hall monitors, of Joe Biden's party. In 2008, and I've discussed this on occasion, I sat down and did a thorough review of the history of the Democratic Party. I took a look at the DNC website, which proclaimed the party was the party of civil rights. But there was something curious going on. There was a lot of missing party history on that website. So I went and researched it, wrote it all down, and the list was published. And let me review exactly what was missing from the DNC website and which, if the cancel culture hall monitors are really serious, should bring about the cancellation of the Democratic Party. So, what exactly was missing on that website? There was no reference to the number of Democratic Party platforms supporting slavery. There were six from 1840 to 1860. There was no reference to the number of Democratic presidents who owned slaves. There were seven from 800 to 1861. 1800 to 1861. There is no reference to the number of Democratic Party platforms that either supported segregation outright or were silent on the subject. There were 20 from 1868 to 1948. There was no reference to Jim Crow, as in Jim Crow laws, nor was there reference to the role Democrats played in creating them. These were the post-Civil War laws passed enthusiastically by Democrats in that pesky 52-year part of the DNC's missing years. These laws segregated public schools, public transportation, restaurants, restrooms, and public places in general, everything from water coolers to beaches. The reason civil rights heroine Rosa Parks became famous is that she sat in the front of a whites-only bus, the whites-only designation, the direct result of Democrats. There is no reference to the formation of the Ku Klux Klan, which, according to Columbia University historian Eric Foner, became, quote, a military force serving the interest of the Democratic Party, unquote. Nor was there a reference to University of North Carolina historian Alan Turlese's description of the Klan as the terrorist arm of the Democratic Party. There was no reference to the fact Democrats opposed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the Constitution. The 13th banned slavery. The 14th effectively overturned the infamous 1857 Supreme Court Dred Scott decision made by Democrat pro-slavery Supreme Court justices, which guaranteed due process and equal protection to former slaves. And the 15th that they didn't support, that gave black Americans the right to vote. There was no reference to the fact Democrats opposed the Civil Rights Act of 1866. 
It was passed by the Republican Congress over the veto of Democratic President Andrew Johnson. The law was designed to provide blacks with the right to own private property, sign contracts, sue and serve as witnesses in a legal proceeding. There was no reference to the Democrats' opposition to the Civil Rights Act of 1875. That was passed by a Republican Congress as well, and signed into law by Republican President Ulysses Grant. The law prohibited racial discrimination in public places and public accommodations. There was no reference to the Democrats' 1904 platform, which devotes an entire section to, quote, sectional and racial agitation, claiming that the GOP's protest against segregation and the denial of voting rights to blacks sought to, quote, revive the dead and hateful race and sectional animosities in any part of our common country, unquote, which in turn, quote, means confusion, distraction of business, and the reopening of wounds now happily healed, unquote. There was no reference to four Democrat platforms from 1908 through 1920 that were silent on blacks, segregation, lynching, and voting rights as racial problems in the country mounted. By contrast, the Republican platforms of those years specifically address, quote, rights of the Negro in 1908, opposed lynchings in 1912, 1920, 1924, and 1928, and as the New Deal kicks in, speaks out about the dangers of making African Americans, quote, wards of the state, unquote. There was no reference to the DNC-sponsored Democrat Convention of 1924, known to history as the Klan Bake. The 103-ballot convention was held in Madison Square Garden. Hundreds of delegates were members of the Ku Klux Klan. The Klan was so powerful that a plank condemning Klan violence was defeated outright. To celebrate, the Klan staged a rally with 10,000 hooded Klansmen in a field in New Jersey, directly across the Hudson from the site of the convention. Attended by hundreds of cheering convention delegates, the rally featured burning crosses and calls for violence against African Americans and Catholics. There was no reference to the fact that it was Democrats who segregated the federal government of the United States, specifically at the direction of Democratic President Woodrow Wilson upon taking office in 1913. There is, however, a reference to the fact that President Harry Truman integrated the military after World War II. Hmm, funny how that works. There is a reference to the fact that Democrats created the Federal Reserve Board, passed labor and child welfare laws, and created Social Security with Wilson's New Freedom and FDR's New Deal. But there is curiously no reference that these programs were created as the result of an agreement to ignore segregation and the lynching of blacks. Neither is there a reference to the thousands of local officials, state legislators, state governors, U.S. congressmen, and U.S. senators who were elected as supporters of slavery and then segregation between 1800 and 1965. Nor is there any reference to the deal with the devil that left segregation and lynching as a way of life in return for election support for three post-Civil War Democratic presidents, Grover Cleveland, Woodrow Wilson, and Franklin Roosevelt. There was no reference that three-fourths of the opposition to the 1964 Civil Rights Bill in the U.S. House came from Democrats, or that 80% of the nay vote on the bill in the Senate came from Democrats. Certainly there was no reference to the fact that the opposition included future Democratic Senate leader Robert Byrd of West Virginia, a former Klan member, and Tennessee Senator Albert Gore Sr., father of future Vice President Al Gore. And last, but certainly not least, there was no reference to the fact that Birmingham, Alabama Public Safety Commissioner Bull Connor, 
who infamously unleashed dogs and fire hoses on civil rights protesters, was in fact, yes indeed, both a member of the Democratic National Committee and the Ku Klux Klan. So, let me see. With all of that history, the cancel culture hall monitors are after Dr. Seuss? Really? It would seem to me that if the cancel culture is serious about Dr. Seuss, then it should be very, very serious indeed about canceling the Democrats. But don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Stop by my website, The Jeffrey Lord, and I'll see you again for another episode of The Word of the Lord.